Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, everybody? Man, Charlie, I was just waiting for you to do that intro today. You haven't done it in a few days. I was about to just jump right into this thing. Yeah. And um, you started before me, so. I, I, wait, I gave you plenty of time. This is the Good Morning Liberty Podcast. My name is Nate, and Charlie... Charlie Lawrence is over there sitting right across from me. You're going to use all my names over the next couple of weeks. How's it going, Charles? Are you ever going to, are you, are you going to use C. Tilly? What's up? God bless. <laughs> Good Lord. No, I'm not going to use that's that. A, that's an inside joke. But you know what? I want everybody out there to know that when you do the intro, I never try to interrupt you. Is that so, true? Yeah. Oh. I just want everybody to know that. I held my tongue. Does it count tongue. if you say something about it afterwards? Uh, yeah, it does now. Okay. Because of all the other times I didn't say anything. Afterwards. I got you. Okay. So we're <laughs> keeping score over here. All right. Well, this is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. I don't know if you guys saw the big, big news from yesterday, but Bill Gates solved climate change. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's everything's the, fine. That's at the <laughs> top of also breaking news yeah. right there. Exactly. Also, uh, President Trump got acquitted by the Senate. Now, who would have thought that that was going to happen? That's what I was going to say is, look, I don't want to say I told you so. <laughs> I don't like saying that. Yeah, you do. But yeah, I do. I yeah, told you yeah. so. I mean, we, it, we said when this whole thing first started, you can go back, go back and check me. Check <laughs> Nate. When this whole thing first started, I told you guys and Nate told you the, the, the house is going to impeach Donald Trump as president. Yeah. And the Senate's going to acquit him. Yeah. And then <laughs> here, I'm telling you what's going to happen next. We're going to have the first president to run for reelection as an impeached president, and he's going to win reelection. It's going to be crazy. So it's, it's, it'll, be, it'll be the first one. It's Listen. crazy. He's only the third president to ever be impeached. Yeah. And now he'll be the first one that's impeached that actually wins reelection. It's, it's, yeah. it's just madness. And I'm telling you. You got to listen to what we're saying because we're not wrong. <laughs> Yesterday, I heard I heard Stapleton say uh, something like, "I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken," <laughs> <laughs> which I just thought was hilarious. Yeah, anyway, good. just a quick shout out to the uh, to the podcast Wealth, Power, and Influence. That's a really good podcast. You guys should listen to it for sure. Yeah. Um, so you know, this wasn't really news. Everyone really knew that this is what was going to happen. We knew as soon as they decided they were going to do the impeachment. There was no way that the Senate was ever going to remove Trump from office. There was it, one it would not happen. One lone senator, yeah. voted with the Democrats um, on one article. Yeah, that was it. Yep, yep. Um, Mr. Mr. Romney, Senator Romney voted on it, which I get, you know, if that's his, if that's his principles and he truly felt convicted to do that. Now, if it was because he's, you know, just feeling kind of hurt about the fact that he's not still the president and, uh, he thinks that he can run for president again when he's out of the Senate and garner a little bit of bipartisan support in some kind of way. Well, then that's a different story. If it was out of principles, then Hey, at least at least stick to those principles, and and that's what we that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today were the principles on this impeachment. I I put out an article today, wrote it up real quick, wrote it in half an hour, but it was just free thought. It says I'm a libertarian, but I did not support Trump's impeachment, which is true. I did not the yeah. whole time. I did not think that he needed to be removed from office. It was a complete waste. It was. It was a waste of time. And I, I, I thought we should go through that because I know, I, I believe you agree with me on that. 
Um, even though we're both, I mean, hey, I'm a, I'm a dues-paying member of the Libertarian Party. And I'm getting made fun of on a bunch of Libertarian pages right now because I shared that article to him. So, you know, Joshua, Joshua Reed Equal already put the, you know, laughing face on the, on the article. So, that's the, you know, uh, he's a Libertarian chair from yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. So, anyway, what's up, Josh? You're wrong. So, anyway, I wanted to talk about why I feel this way and why you feel this way, Charlie. If you look at the articles, don't tell me how to feel. I'm going to tell right, you man. why you feel this way, okay? <laughs> but you're right. This is how I feel, too. You look at these articles. You've got abuse of power. Obviously, that's the first one. Now, what I said and the thing I just posted was, here's the deal. Every single president in our lifetimes and your parents' lifetimes and your grandparents' lifetimes has been guilty of abuse of power. Yes. Maybe not found guilty of it. But they've been guilty of abuse of power. We've laid out all the evidence yeah, over the years. That's all how, we do is lay out evidence about that. Yes. So, you, I mean, you can look at just the fact that we are still at war in other countries that we haven't declared war on. Yeah. That's an abuse of executive power. Overthrowing the government in Libya when yes. we're not declaring a war was an abuse of power. Using the IRS to target political opponents was an abuse of power. You Sending... Know? Uh, guns yeah. across the border to mexico and then have your own border agents killed by those very guns yeah it's that's an abuse of power now to be clear does that excuse whether or not trump abuses his power no no it doesn't excuse it it doesn't no. excuse it at all so i'm not saying I'm, I'm not going down this road of well the last guy did it so you know take that we can do it too because the last guy did it because that's a bad story. If any of you guys, any Republicans listening right now, saying that Obama did something as a response to something that Trump did is not a good response. It just isn't. Because your principle in that, in that light is for the next person, when there's a Democrat president, to say, well, Trump did this. And are you going to take that as a response, really? Like when the president, you know... Bernie, he's not going to be president, but just say President Bernie Sanders is doing something extremely unconstitutional or abusing his power. And someone says, well, Trump did it. Are you truly going to take that as a valid response right. to whether or not it's okay for Bernie Sanders to no. abuse his power? No, no, you're not going to. So it doesn't excuse Trump. That's no. what we're saying. It doesn't excuse Trump. But here's where I fall is that the why I disagree with impeachment is because they didn't have the votes. Yeah. And they never would have had the votes. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Did he abuse his power? Possibly. I I don't think withholding foreign aid is abuse of power. Though. I don't either. I don't think we should be given any ha foreign aid. Having foreign aid is an abuse of power. Look, I'm going to stroke a tax check and I'm pissed that part of that money goes over to somebody else. Yeah. That doesn't even benefit me. You don't want it to go to Ukraine, Israel, any Israel? countries in Africa. Nowhere. Any of them. And what, it, where are the words... In the Constitution, what word, what quote can you give me from the Founding Fathers where they said, we are going to establish this federal government and it's totally fine for them to take money forcefully out of your personal bank account and give it to other countries? In what way is that okay? Right. That's insane. It's now, completely insane. Now, had Trump been up for abuse of power in accordance with, uh, you know, unauthor or unconstitutional and unauthorized drone strikes, it might be different. <laughs> could have a different feeling on right that. exactly and maybe you could get some republican uh senators like Rand paul or something like that to actually side with the with the partisan left 
on that's an actual abuse of power because then, he's been complaining about that for years. But here's the thing. This is where the libertarians will disagree with me. I would not even, I, I get it. I would not even support impeachment under that abuse of power. I'm sorry. Why? Give me your why. The why is because the impeachment itself is not being done under the principle that we have too much executive power, that we need a limited government, that it's wrong for the executives to have this much authority, that we're going outside the boundaries of the U.S. Constitution. If the impeachment were happening even under that pretense about a drone strike that was not authorized by, the, by Congress or whatever, even in that light, it would not have been done with that as the principle. And when I don't think it's being done with that as the principle, I'm not going to support it as a political weapon. I'm not going to listen to Bernie Sanders tell me about how Trump should be impeached because of a drone strike when he didn't say anything about all of Obama's drone strikes. And so the reason is I, I'm not going to let them use it as a political weapon. Now, if AOC and Bernie Sanders and all these people, Nancy Pelosi, would have been calling for Barack Obama's impeachment over all of his abuse of powers, and then, right now, they were calling for Trump's impeachment over all of his abuse of powers, then I would listen to them. And I would actually take it seriously. Because they were trying to impeach Obama also. And then someone, you know, was trying to impeach Bush. Or, they, you know, then they did impeach Clinton or whatever. So, then, I would take it seriously. If I thought that this was out of principle. But the problem is when you allow it to become purely because of it's, it's a political weapon. It's by, yeah, because it's uh, partisan. It's so partisan. partisan. And it has nothing to do with any of the true principles that would be behind really impeaching the president, the constitution, actual abuse of power, wanting to hamper down executive authority, anything like that. Since it's not being done out of that, then I can't support it. If it's a political weapon, then all you're doing is opening that up for this cycle to keep continuing and then the same people to impeach a libertarian president because they came in and they axed the, I don't know, the Federal Reserve or they got rid of the Department of Education or the EPA or they cut a bunch of constitutionally passed laws that they decided to get rid of. And then they say, well, this is an abuse. You know, we voted for this. This has been approved. This has been okay. And they say, well, you know, actually... None of this is really constitutional. I'm going to get rid of all of it. And then they say, well, you're just, you're just abusing your power right now. You're taking away things that the American people have approved. You're taking all that stuff away. And so then the same principle that says, I don't agree with this person's politics. I want to remove them from office or I want to try and stop them from winning re-election could be used again. And that's why I could not support this impeachment. I just, I, I just couldn't do it under, under that principle. Purely if it would have been done because they cared about any of these things that they were, good Lord, you really, do you, let me just ask you, do you actually think when the Democrats are up there talking about the U.S. Constitution and about executive overreach and all these things that they actually care about that? Do you truly think that that's what they care about? No, they only care Who about. Who thinks that? They only care about their side. What, <clears throat> here's a problem though, does, it, does this impeachment process and what happened now does it set a precedent to where the republicans now because it's purely partisan are going to try to impeach the next democrat president well and so that's why 
the fact that he did not get impeached over, well, he didn't get removed overall, even though I do think this was just a political weapon, I think this decreases the chance that the next party would try to use it as a political weapon again. I feel like if Trump would have been removed, then every opposing party would try to remove the opposing party's president at all times. And hey, I get it. Impeach all the presidents. Yeah. Impeach all of them. <laughs> yeah. But they're not going to do that. They're not going to, because this has nothing to do with principles. Because they actually don't really care about the abuse of power. No. It's only, they only care about, it's the other side, and we can get them removed because we don't, because yeah. we hate them. Now, look, Trump's done a lot of bad things. Yeah. As, you know, and as libertarians or liberty people, there are several things that he's done that we don't agree with, like building a massive wall. Uh, although Nate and I kind of disagree with it a yeah. little bit. I just think... I'm not saying you can't have borders, but there's better ways than spending billions do, of dollars on a wall. I do think that, you know, we do have the, the, the government coming up with things here. I think we could get with the, the year 2020. I mean, listen. Oh, crap. That's a terrible analogy. Good Lord. I would just get <laughs> uh, the media matters would be all over us for that one. Listen, if you can create invisible fencing for things. This this can be done without a massive wall. The wall is just something that you can look at, and like you've said a bunch of times. Why don't we just ask, like, what Elon Musk? What would you do? Yeah, what would you do about this? Because this guy built a rocket that cost a tenth of the price that NASA did it for. Not only did he send it up into space, but it came back and he landed the damn thing. Yeah, and then after that, he sent his uh, his car because he has a car company, all electric, and he sent it up into space. It's like. What would Elon Musk do about Bert? like there's smarter people than the people in government to come up with these types of things. And the wall is just one example. The wall is a dumb idea. Um, something I don't like us uh, spending money on uh, tariffs. Terrible. Right. Don't like them. Um, not wanting to reform or at least start the process of getting rid of Medicare and Social Security because it's not sustainable, you know, or spending the unbelievable spending that is happening right now. Lots of bad things, but Trump has also done some amazing things. Lowering taxes. Good thing. Yeah. Um, uh, the other... Uh, you know, we mentioned the healthcare transparency thing. I like the idea. I don't like that it came from Washington. Right. I don't like that. Right. That's a good idea. It is. He's reduced a lot of regulations. I think That's, that six, was just what I was trying to I think I think it's 16 to 1 right now is the number on regulation reduction. Right. Now, I get it. Uh, critics... A lot of those regulations are probably some that were so outdated that they weren't even valid anymore. But hey, let's so, get them off the books so yeah. somebody can't use them later on. Make the book smaller. Good Lord. How, yeah. It'd be a lot easier book to read if you delete a bunch of crap that doesn't need to be in there. So I'm not even a tenth of the way through it. I'm still working my way through the regulations like to make a, sure I'm an upstanding citizen. It's like 120,000 pages yeah. long. It's yeah. a, there's no way you can do it. But it's just... I don't like it as a political weapon. I don't like the libertarian response to this. I don't like the libertarian party's response to this because you're just jumping on the political partisan bandwagon because the Democrats happen to be insane enough right now yeah. to go for this. And it's like there's still a there's still a partisan bias even inside the libertarian party because a lot of people come to the libertarian party from the left or from the right. And so you see kind of this dichotomy play out inside of people who have a lot of the same ideas, but those one or two nuances that you got from the left or got from the right, from where you came from, those are like hard stances. You're never going to get up, give up on. And that's why there's so much infighting inside the libertarian party Yeah, because they don't have a strong, they're not good at presenting the strong message of Liberty first. Yeah. 
you know, and, and that's why we do what we do here at Good Morning Liberty. It's not Good Morning Libertarians, <laughs> you know, because it's, we don't care. I don't care where you come from or what you identify as or whatever. What I care about is people being as free as they possibly can be. I mean, that's what I care about. Liberty, standing for liberty, no matter what. Imp- and impeachment has nothing to do with it. Yeah, what I want to know from people in the Libertarian Party is, was, was your liberty more threatened, assuming everything is true, that Trump decided to purposefully withhold money that was going to go to Ukraine in an effort to see if there was any corruption involving a past vice president, where did your liberty get more threatened at that time? What liberty stance are you taking other than the annoying stance of impeach all presidents because they're all criminals, impeach all of them? I understand that stance, but that is not what this is. You're supporting a party who would impeach your libertarian president too. Or they would impeach someone for, for, I mean, for doing anything. They've gone completely insane. The insane radical left does not give one, one bit of whatever, you know what, about the Constitution and executive authority. And you sitting there acting like this impeachment has something to do with tampering down executive authority makes you look like even bigger idiots than you make yourselves look like all the time. And it's, it's really annoying. You've done enough to make yourself look stupid. Stop Libertarian hiding your, party. Stop hiding your feelings, Nate. Tell Jeez. them like it is. Yeah, sorry. I'll Don't stop. hold anything back. I'll stop holding back. <laughs> I'm going to cut up my membership card on, on, on the air sometime. Yeah. Live. We're not live today, so I can't do it today. No. So I'll, I'll do it on camera sometime. Next, next time, I'm going to give you one more chance. You Just know, one more chance. I don't know why we're not live today, because we didn't feel like Just it. Just didn't want to. And when you own your yeah. own business, that's what you get to do. Yeah. That's, that's you, the benefit. When you feel something. Yep. Today, we talked about it. Hey, are we going live? We're like, oh, yeah, potentially, let's do it on camera. And then we're like, no, there's too much other things to do today. Yeah. Got a lot of stuff we, going we on. We want to get the podcast done. We have to. And then there's other stuff we have to do. So they're setting up and going live. I don't think you guys realize how many buttons Nate has to actually press. <laughs> we decide to go live. It's it's an extra 30 minutes to an hour, probably, of all of the production. Prep to go live, yeah. Everything. So sometimes you just don't have that extra 30 yeah. minutes to an hour. So it's just... So you complain about it on the podcast that you're not live on. That way you save time. <laughs> that way you save yeah. time. <laughs> so it's just... So we're talking about... Now we're talking about foreign aid. And I'm just like, what, what part of trying to uh, withhold the chance of giving a country... $400 million or whatever it was is like threatening to the constitution or the ideas of the founding fathers at all. Do anything you can to withhold that money from those countries. You think that every other bit of foreign aid doesn't have some kind of strings attached to it. It's all bribery. It's all bribery. You That's think what it's for. The federal government bribes the states. Yeah. They take your money like, and they say, you do this or we're not going to give it back. Here's the federal law. If you don't comply, then you won't get any federal money back. Yeah. And that's how they wrangle the states. That's bribery in and of itself. That's abuse of power, honestly, because the states are sovereign. The, the states don't have to listen to the federal government. They'll be like, up yours, man. And then, I, don't ca- I don't care. I don't have to listen to you. And what they do would be like, oh, well, we're not going to give you your money anymore. And the states yeah. are like, oh, I need our money. Boom. Abuse of power. Abume. 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 Abuse <laughs> of power. Right I there. Just, it gets so frustrating. How about we get, take all the foreign aid back and we just give it back to the people? That, that I, would be good. 
if that's an abuse of power, then I'm for abuse of power. I mean, it's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I love that abuse of power. Right. Let me get in there and abuse that power for right. sure. I'm not going to give you other people's money unless you do what I want. Here's the other thing. You think that every single action that the president takes in their first term is not in an attempt to win re-election. Every single thing they do has the question of, is this going to hurt my re-election chances or is it going to help my re-election chances? Everything they ever do, except, you know, Trump when he's tweeting. He doesn't really think about that. We talked about that yesterday. That's why the wall's not done yet. Yeah. It's not done because it, it needs to not be done. Because that way he can run on the campaign so you can finish it. So that we can, yeah, we can finish the wall. Yeah. Because I told you, Trump won because of the wall. It's a tangible, amazing marketing yeah. solution. It gives people a visual and something they can touch and feel. It's a genius marketing. Yeah. And plus, Mexico was going to pay for it, by the way. Exactly. So they're going to pay for it. He so, has to run on re-election saying, look, we have to finish the wall because before Mexico will pay for it, they want the finished product. So we're financing the building of the wall. But Mexico, they're going to pay their bill when it comes due, obviously. Yeah. You know, they just want to see the finished product. Mexico is going to pay for it by us paying higher prices for all of our goods when right. we get stuff from there. That's how they're going to pay exactly. for it. Yeah. But it's just everything they do is for this. So saying like, okay, well, he, I get that he was withholding foreign aid, but he was only doing it to help his own political reelection chances. Just everything that a president ever does in their first term is to help the re- every law, every executive order, every speech, every single thing has the overbearing thing of re-election over the top of it. Everything they do. So then you could say, well, he only wanted to pass this law because of re-election. He only signed that executive order because of his re-election. That's true. That's completely true because they're politicians and everything they do has to do with getting re-elected at all times. You don't think that any of the past foreign aid it was thought about whether or not this would hurt re-election. And what if they were like, well, you know, this country really needs some foreign aid, but if we give it to them, a lot of people are going to get really mad. And so we're not going to give it to them because that could hurt my re-election chances. Like those kind of thoughts happen all the time. And it, I just get so upset with the Libertarian Party on dying on this hill of you should have just given them the foreign aid. You should have just given them our $400 million and not tried to get something for it. What the heck kind of libertarian party stance is that? There should be strings attached. Anytime you're going to give my money away, make it as hard as possible. Make it as hard as humanly possible. I have no problem with it whatsoever. So that's, that's where I'm at on the impeachment. I'm glad it's over. I'm sure we'll keep hearing about it for a little bit. But I'm just, you know, so excited and happy that and that how right I was. <laughs> and and I'm, I won't ever get over that. Oh, it's a good feeling. It know? is. It is. It, you know, people gave us crap, too, about not talking about it enough. But it's like there was nothing to talk about. No, we everything played out exactly like we thought it was going to because. We know a thing or two about government. Yeah. And everyone else knew it too. It's just, we don't sit here and speculate or right. comment about two words that someone said and this hearing today and all that. None of it mattered. What's right. funny is we came into the office today and the first thing I said was like, well, I guess we can finally talk about impeachment. Right. Because now we know and there's something to talk about. Right. 
So now we can talk about it. It's, it's just the, it's other, the other stuff was just stuff to keep the media going all the time. There's more important things to talk about. Like the coronavirus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, be yeah. careful, man. That outbreak, you know. I know. It's real you know, bad. More, it's, it's still more people die from the regular flu, I know. by the way, I know. every single year yeah. than what this coronavirus has done. Anyone who thinks that this coronavirus is any different from the bird flu or the swine flu or the any of the other things where people were just freaking out and an attempt to up the CDC's budget is really fooling themselves. Yep. Like the, it's just another fake pandemic. They come around every couple of years. It's going to end the world. If it, if it goes to its full potential and keeps going at today's current scale, then everyone's going to be dead in three months. You know what? Like, you know what? Stri- I just thought about this. This was what strikes me as so strange. If an event takes place and you question it or you question the outcome, like let's say nine eleven. Like, look, I don't. I'm not saying it's an inside job. Yeah, but it happened, and people are presenting evidence that it's possible that maybe it's an inside job. And if you question that event that actually happened, then you're some kind of conspiracy nut job. Yeah, right. Even if you entertain the conversation with someone yeah. about it, right? You can't even talk about it. Like, because yeah. if you do, then all of a sudden you 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 wear a tinfoil hat and you're a conspiracy theorist. Now, look, yeah. I. I'm don't I'm not going so far as to say like I know for sure it was an inside job because I don't you don't you I haven't don't. done any evidence research no. whatsoever I'm not a building expert I'm not a steel expert you're I only, don't know you're only listening to words right. from people on YouTube and you have no idea who those people are whether or not any evidence they presented right. was factual whatsoever it but could have all been completely made up can in anyone some kind of way. tell me that it was a, a for sure terrorist act and there was no inside job whatsoever no you can't tell me that either yeah so to me it's still left up in the air but you're conspiracy theorists if you question that now however all these people throughout history that have created all these scare tactics of like oh we're going to be overpopulated by the year 2000 and they buy into all this fear mongering the polar bears are all going to be dead the polar bears (laughs) are going to be gone uh you know we're overfishing and there's not gonna be any fish left and uh, what are the, the all this climate change predictions that didn't come true and all of this? And it's like we're all going to starve apparently, to death because we can't feed the whole world. Apparently, these experts like it's settled science. And if you go against them, then you're an idiot. But the people who believe those things that haven't even come true yet, somehow we don't label them conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Yeah. Like how how does that paradox happen that's why people are upset with the mainstream media because once the mainstream media decides that something is true then anyone who has an alternative theory is a conspiracy theorist that's why people have the hatred for mainstream media now i get annoyed with the phrasing of mainstream media while also touting how fox news has 10 times as many viewers as all the other news channels and also saying that the mainstream media is portraying a false narrative. Which one is it? Does Fox News have more viewers than everyone else because they're a better news channel or is the mainstream media controlling everything? Because I don't feel like those two things can exist at the same time unless Fox News has 20,000 viewers and we're talking about how terrible it is that CNN's got way more viewers than they do. Well, you're just, you you sound like a conspiracy theorist, man, because that's the way I feel. (laughs) I know. So I feel like you're a conspiracy theorist and then there's nothing you can do about that. Well, facts don't care about your feelings, Charlie. Well, thanks, Ben. They just don't. (laughs) They (laughs) really don't. Look, and so what, what irks me, you know, you think about some of these predictions, not only with climate change, but, you know, there was a guy, I can't remember in the 60s or 70s, 
who predicted like we were going to be overpopulated and that we would run out of f- food. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about GMOs yesterday, even it's like we now have we can feed more people that there are now more obese people than there are starving people. Yeah. And we've added that that prediction was made when there was like five billion people in the world. We've added three billion people. Now, technically, there are there is a higher number of people starving today. Like there's but not a higher percentage, but not a higher percentage. Yeah. So the the hunger's actually gone down based on percentage of population. And and then they also did a study like uh, Uganda, by the way, um, has enough resources and land and everything to literally, if they did the agriculture correctly in Uganda, just the country of Uganda could feed all of Africa. Yeah. So th- we've made so many advances and all, all these predictions that don't come true and people don't think about that, but why believe in these predictions that you can't even that you can't even quantify, and then when the date comes, like the year two thousand comes and come and went twenty years ago, yeah, we're still here. And the people who believed in all that stuff back in the sixties and seventies, why are they not the conspiracy theorists? I don't know. I don't know because it was literally a conspiracy. It was. It never happened. Just like the fact, and that we know the, it never happened. I mean, do we? We knew for sure that Trump worked with the Russian government to win the election, right? <laughs> right. I mean, we knew that. Yeah. We heard about that for a year or two. It, it came true, obviously, right? It, yeah, obviously, it was found to be completely true. No, they didn't find like any evidence of it whatsoever, except for someone had a meeting one time. Yeah, that was it. Someone associated with Trump and probably Kevin Bacon <laughs> had a meeting with someone in russia and therefore trump conspired with the russian government to win the to steal the election from hillary clinton yeah that's what that means no you put up a terrible criminal candidate that suicides people for a living and that's why you lost the election it it just is speaking of the suicides people for a living (laughs) the the hunger i want i had to tell you this this statistic that drives me insane i love i love debunking faulty statistics I don't know if you know this about me. That's one of my favorite things. It's one of your favorite pastimes. So the common statistic often used by people on the left for people who starve to death in the United States, you know what they use? It's like 50,000 people. Okay. Here's the problem. Let me just ask you a simple question. The, I, I guarantee you it's somebody who misses one meal a day or something like that. It's, let me just ask first a simple question. Do you actually think that there's people in the United States who are laying there or are somewhere where they literally cannot get access to food so, to so much of a point that they eventually end up starving to death because they cannot get access to any food. How often do you think that actually happens? 50,000 times? Yeah, here's the no, problem. I'm saying that's the question, 50,000 times? Yeah, yeah, the, the, here's the problem. Those are all from people who have illnesses that cause them to not be able to eat. Those are all from people who have cancer or something or some type of uh, digestive disease that literally can't eat. And what ends up happening is they end up starving to death, basically. And then they get put down on the statistic as starvation in America. So, and, and like, look, homelessness is only one of their problems. Yeah. But even they just, the homeless, they, just, they happen to be homeless. Even the home, well, that's not even people who are homeless. I mean, it's it's anyone who gets some some kind of disease that leads to you not being able. You know, if you get, even if you had severe dementia or Alzheimer's or a brain disease of some kind, eventually you just stop eating and you essentially starve to death sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you can, you can get put down as a t- as a statistic of people who are starving in America. 
And that's the problem with these kind of stats. You have to actually look into them. How many do you think the homeless people in these cities, I'm not saying they've got it easy, but you ever heard of a soup kitchen? Have you ever heard of uh, any of these places where they can go and second, get food? Second Harvest Food Bank. They turn away people who volunteer on Thanksgiving and Christmas because there's too many of them sometimes that are volunteering. They got too much stuff. It's just you actually think that someone's laying there for 40 days and actually starving to death because they could not get access to food in America. What are the chances? How many of those 50,000 people do you think there actually are? We don't really know because they don't really have a stat for that. Right. You, they just don't. They're but, like, oh, 50,000, that's enough. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not, we'll just call it 50,000. doesn't yeah. matter how that happened. doesn't matter. And so the problem with these statistics, the reason I bring it up, is because they get used as a political weapon eventually. Bernie Sanders will well, post worry. about them to talk about how terrible off people actually are in America and capitalism is killing these people. Don't worry, Nate. Facebook is going to fact check that. Yes. <laughs> so you have to use real statistics or it'll, they'll cover it up yeah, and you I have saw, to hit uncover. I saw, an, uh, yeah, I saw an Instagram post yesterday that said that it was being, you know, it had been fact checked by an independent fact checker and was found, yeah. found to be false. So yeah, because Snopes is a reputable organization, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're not biased. No, nope. whatsoever. Yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have Mother Jones fact check everything for us, and or Slate, and they'll just be our independent fact checker for us. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, Snopes is ran by like what two two Democrats or something like that. I don't they know. did a special on it one time. Um, genius idea, by the way, because they make a lot of money. But whatever. Anyway, <laughs> just saying, it's going to be fact-checked now, Nate, so don't worry about these statistics, the statistics anymore. Yeah, okay, I'll you know, stop. Because the government has, is going to force Facebook to fact-check this stuff. So that Bernie won't be able to post ridiculous things like what we're about to talk about here in a no, second. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah well, we won't have to worry about this anymore. Speaking of, with Trump, I'm going to do something you're not going to like, Charlie. I'm going to make a recommendation. Are you ready? We had a, a, a old talk about this earlier. Hit me. Here's a question. In your deepest heart of hearts, do you want Trump to win re-election over whoever the Democrat candidate is? Yes. Okay. The way it stands, yes. So why wouldn't you vote for him? Well, I'm still not going to vote for him because I'm going to vote. <laughs> I'm going to vote my conscience. Your conscience says that you want him to win. No. Yeah. It no. Does. no it you just did. It just said it did. No. My, okay, 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 okay. I'll I'll seed that. Yeah, I'll seed that. I secretly hope Trump wins because it's going to be hilarious. That a pe- <laughs> actually, I know Trump's going to win anyway. But it's and it's going to be so funny to watch it play out where this impeached president gets elected for a second term. Now, does he stay impeached for the second term, or now I think he's just always. He well, unin- actually, I don't know if the, if if there if it rolls over or if he gets now a is new. He, is he unimpeached? His new impeachment balance goes Trump. down to zero. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know how this works, right? We're just asking the questions yeah. over here. I'm not saying we know how it works. We're asking you guys. Let us know, right? <laughs> okay. So now we're gonna have unimpeached, yeah, uh, President Donald Trump get elected, and I'm I'm just. I'm looking forward to the all the crying that's going to happen yeah. on the left side. Not because you think that he would overall be better for America than Bernie Sanders if he no. were to win. No, I'm, prob- I'm, I'm probably going to uh, either write in somebody that I believe in that would be the best overall for the country, like Rand Paul or something like that. Or if the Libertarian Party actually puts up a decent candidate, I'd, I'll vote for the Libertarian Party president. Yeah. We have a little bit of freedom here. And t- now, just I wanted to put you on the spot, and I told you I was going to before, before the episode. I also uh, 
somewhat not secretly there since it's on the podcast here i i i want trump to win re-election over whoever the democrat candidate is i don't feel like even as a libertarian that that should be a controversial statement now do i want whoever the libertarian candidate is to win maybe it depends on who they are but saying that either trump or sanders is going to win if 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 pete's it team lets sanders get through if, if, if that actually happens. So saying that it's between Trump or Sanders, I mean, I hope to God Trump wins re-election uh, m- more than anything, you know, that would be, there's, to me, there's no denying that it would be better than Bernie Sanders being president. Now we're in the perfect lesser of two evils conversation right now. So, I still think you should vote in whichever way helps you go to sleep at night knowing you're not responsible. Yeah. <laughs> That's why on principle I have I can't vote for Trump. I definitely can't vote for anybody in the Democratic Party. Yeah. Because I disagree too much with all of them. Yeah. But when it comes down to if it's if it's going to be Bernie Sanders or Trump, this is the lesser of two evils conversation. Yeah. Right? I still believe in voting your principles and what you actually believe in and standing for liberty. However, I would much rather Trump be president than Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Now, Trump and Clinton, I really don't know who would have been worse. Maybe yeah. Clinton, but it would have been a lot less annoying Trump to watch, you know, everyone freak out all the time. Right. You know. But but, you know, Trump has passed some regulations on the Second Amendment. He's increased our spending to a trillion dollar deficit. He's added to the debt and in a in record fashion. Yeah. And obviously, which is easier to do because now the debt's so it high, just keeps it's, getting worse. it's, it's yeah. easy just to keep adding to it. Yeah. Uh, this is also the Pareto distribution, right? It's, <laughs> it's the just, same, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. You know, to, um, though, if you have a lot of money, you can make a lot more money. If you yeah. don't have any money, you can lose a lot more. Yeah. If you have you a know? lot of debt and a really big deficit, then, I mean, then that just keeps piling up even faster. Right. That's how it is. So, so I was just, well, I was just going to say that you should vote your principles and stuff like that. But when it comes to, like who I hope to win, like secretly, like maybe my evil side. I just think it's so funny. It's going to be hilarious when Trump wins and everybody's going to be like, it'll be even more of a shock. Yeah. Like, how do we let this happen again? Yeah. Well, you put up terrible candidates. That's how (laughs) it's, uh, I'm going to make my, now this is not a good morning Liberty recommendation. This is Nate Thurston making a recommendation. Here's what I, because people have asked me about this. We've had some comments from people before talking about this um here's what i would say i'm in tennessee trump is going to win tennessee he's going to the republicans going to win tennessee that just is how it is it's not going to be close therefore if the libertarian party has a decent candidate then i'll vote then i'll vote for them because it doesn't matter at all the republicans going to win if i lived in a swing state if i nate thurston lived in a swing state what's that florida florida you know wisconsin virginia yeah ohio minnesota kind of any of of that kind of stuff michigan whatever it is if i lived in a swing state then i'm about 90 percent sure i would actually vote for trump i still couldn't yeah i couldn't conscious i couldn't go to bed at at night (laughs) i wouldn't be able to i just you know because then i would feel partially at fault for like all the spending yeah you know it's, I would. It's, you know, 
I, I get that. I obviously we talk about things that we disagree with Trump doing all the time. I yeah. agree with that. Unfortunately, but this is complicated. It's complicated. It is complicated because I've made this analogy before. Um, I've said it a lot of times. You know, we're on a boat. We need to get back to shore. It's sinking, and you got to find a way to get back. The shore is liberty. We need to do that. The bottom of the ocean is communism. <laughs> Okay, that's what the bottom of the ocean is. And death, which is the same thing. Communism, death, same thing. So you're on a boat and we're all here together. And the Democrats are like taking an axe and just like chopping holes in the bottom. Apparently it's a wooden boat. They're taking an axe and they're just chopping holes in the bottom of it so we can get down to the bottom of the ocean as fast as possible. Now, some of the Republicans are taking much smaller axes and also hitting the bottom of the boat. And some of the other Republicans are running around trying to patch the holes or not doing anything. And then the Libertarians are making speeches about how we should all be on our own boats while they're sitting in the corner crying about the fact that we're about to go down to the bottom of the ocean. So in my analogy, if I have a chance of getting back to shore, um, I'm obviously a Libertarian. I, I, I pay my dues or whatever. But then again, I'm like, geez, I've got a choice between certain death or a, a slower time towards death so I can possibly help make some changes that will stop this from happening. We'll get, can I buy myself some more time so we can change this? Can I do anything like that so we have a little bit more of a chance of making it back to shore? I, then, I, then I would say in that, in that regard that the lesser of two evils would would still would be would be better it would it would be better i feel like it would give me a better chance i don't know and you get the wall you've always wanted i get that wall <laughs> finally it's what you talk about every day is like man i, I just, just can't wait for that wall that to be wall. done i want it so bad you know the, the comments about i was looking it up actually i mean you know the reason we said we just think the wall is stupid i mean you're talking about a technology that you know china implemented like a thousand years ago or more <laughs> you know yeah however much it was yeah it was tough to find it for sure a year on well, here. In the bible is walls of jericho and yeah. stuff you know so i'm just like of course this is a government plan <laughs> of course it is i'm telling you elon musk could come up with a surefire way that no one would ever come across those gps coordinates ever yeah i don't know what it is I'm not the inventor. Automatic flamethrowers or something. Yeah. You know? Not flamethrowers. You cross Everyone a certain point, there. just yeah. scorched. So all, all and I'm that saying covers is, air, land, and underground. Yeah. I like it. That's, you, have, you, sh you, know, you should present that. That's why, present that's why he designed that flamethrower anyway. You know, they sold like 20,000 of them or something like that. <laughs> he uh, said that was it because that's it for the public. Yeah. He's got the, he's got the contract but, with the government. That's <laughs> for the for, to keep to keep the. But Mexicans no, you're right. Out. You're right. I mean, think about the technology and things that we could do. We could be much more efficient, and we could spend the money a lot wiser. Let's say, like, if you're going to steal my money, let, let's do it efficiently, right? If yeah. I don't have a choice in stroking this check, which I don't, because if I don't pay it, then you will take me to jail eventually. It takes a while, but eventually you'll you'll penalize me and and charge me so much interest that it'll be a debt that I can't get out of. And you'll garnish all my stuff and take all my assets. This is how much the government cares about you, by the way. Yeah. If you don't pay your taxes, they penalize you and then they charge you interest. And then if you keep not paying it, then they eventually garnish. They get into your bank account because they have access to it. Yeah. They garnish all your all your wages and then you can't pay any of your bills anymore. And then you become homeless. But good thing you're paying your taxes, but you lose your job. 
and all this other stuff. And then at the end of the day, if you still can't, they just take you to jail. Yeah. All while demonizing payday loans. Right. Right. <laughs> For putting people in debts that they can't get out of. <laughs> right. It's just, it's unbelievable. Like this is, yeah. but this is the benefit for you. They're, they're looking out for you. Exactly. Of course they are. This is in your own best interest. Right. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> but what, anyway, what? if you're going to fleece me, yeah. right. Let's do it efficiently. Like let's consult. Well, you're barking up the wrong tree then. Let's consult. Going to the government for that. That's not going to happen. I'm just saying I'm already <laughs> fleeced. Yeah. So now can we shift the conversation? I don't want to be fleeced anymore. So let's stop the fleecing. Yeah. But then after that, you've already fleeced me. So what I can't get that back now. Let's do it efficiently at least. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So, okay. We'll shift gears. I think what do you think s- about a f- like a flat tax of like 10% for everybody? Yeah. And then you get on the form. So it's a really simple thing. It's just whatever you made, 10% gone. And then on that. So like gross? uh net yeah and then and then because minus your expenses obviously like and then on the form there's like i don't know 10 boxes and you get to choose which fund it goes to i guess there's 12 because there's 12 bills 12 spending bills you get to decide and you can choose more than one but you can decide where you want your money to go i honestly think we could privately fund medicare yeah you know because uh americans give 400 billion to charity you know medicare is like a trillion dollars in spendings but we give 400 billion and if we do it efficiently and the, imagine if the government had to solicit for donations like charities do yeah. and they would run like charities, you could probably run Medicare and prices would be cheap enough. If government was out of healthcare, you could probably run Medicare on $400 billion a year with a profit. Or, you know, what I we bet. could do instead of forcefully taking 6% from people out of their paychecks, we could let them make their own decisions and invest that. And by the time they were 65 years old, they'd have well over a million dollars in a bank account if they were investing it, saved up for whatever their healthcare expenses are going to be. That too. How about that? That too. Th- what that about the people good. who have over a million dollars of healthcare expenses though? I don't know. I don't uh, know. Well, I guess if... Well, is that what charity's for then? I guess that's what charity's for. But yeah. then again, if it's inside of a free market, I I think you could expect the prices, you know, not be basing that idea off yeah. of what our current prices are. What's weird so, is all of these GoFundMe accounts still, yeah. you know, you have all this healthcare stuff. People still give millions and hundreds of millions of dollars to people on GoFundMe who have these ailments. Like I was, you know, my son got cancer or whatever. You see those GoFundMe's go viral. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, this we're, we're, you know, we're asking for $10,000 help with medical costs and they, the balance ends up being like $689,000 because so many people don't, people are willing to give money to causes they care about. They are. And then if people are actually in trouble, you know, but the government decides, We'll just take it in case anybody gets in trouble and then we'll, in the least efficient way possible, dole it out. But we'll make sure we take at least half of it in administrative costs first and then we'll dole it out the rest and we'll do it terribly. Yeah. Which drives me insane. I've been to Universal Healthcare Hospital or I've seen one in Cuba. It doesn't look good. Wasn't good? No. Man. I think I would probably get sicker. I've got some stats on Cuba too I wanted to talk about the other day. I love stats. I like me some numbers. He just goes over the numbers. That was my favorite class in in college, in the college that I attend. I love statistics. I didn't go to most of the other ones. Before we get there, before we get to the next article, because we were talking about Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah. Before we get to him, I got to give you breaking news update on Iowa caucus. Okay. Uh, Results are still not in. Not in (laughs) But they called the winner. (laughs) 96% reporting so far. 
You got Pete Buttigieg with with eleven delegates at twenty six point two percent of the of the uh, of the votes. With a count, he has five hundred and fifty votes. Okay. Next up, Bernie Sanders with eleven delegates, twenty six point one percent. He has five hundred and forty seven. He's three votes behind. Wow. And then uh, three hours ago, Tom Perez, who is the uh, the national uh, leader of the Democratic Party. He said enough is enough in light of the problems that have emerged in the implementation of the delegate selection plan. And in order to assure public confidence, which is gone, by the way, there's no there's no assuring public confidence anymore. Democratic Mm -hmm. Party. Uh, I am calling on the Iowa Democratic Party to immediately begin a re canvas uh, for manipulation purposes to make sure we decide who we want. He, sorry, he didn't say the, the end of that treat, but the end of that. But basically, they're, at, they're, they're saying there needs to be a recount. Okay. A hand recount. Yeah. Because they probably don't like that Bernie Sanders is only three votes behind. And the other 4% that hasn't reported yet probably puts Bernie Sanders in the lead, I bet. Yeah. And they don't want to declare Bernie Sanders as the winner. I don't know I why. I guarantee you that's what it is. I don't know why they're all not just splitting up the delegates evenly, regardless of how many votes they get. That's what it should be. I mean, because this is not, unfair. It's not fair. You're telling me someone raised more money, so they were able to run more ads, they were able to travel to more places, and then therefore they were able to get more votes, and then they were able to come out with more delegates, and that's fair? No. How was that? No. Every This is a this. We actually have the, to fix this. The party should nominate all of them and they all get to be on the ballot in November. <laughs> I like that idea. Right. I'm sure Trump would too. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so you vote for Trump or you vote for yeah, 15. 15 other people <laughs> yeah. on the Democratic. That's the only fair way to do it. It really is. That's the only true fair way. Put everybody on the ballot. Any other way is going to be according to who is able to raise the most money. Yeah. Which is so ironic. Which goes based off their talent and their looks and their notoriety and the way they speak and how they command a crowd. That's not fair that, you know, Pete Buttigieg has a a nicer looking face than than Joe Biden, maybe. It's It's not not fair that Pete Buttigieg doesn't touch little girls and Joe Biden does, (laughs) you know? And so why does he get more? It's not fair that Bernie has never had to spend his time working an honest job in his entire life. So he's been able to ingrain these terrible ideas so strongly in his brain for so many years now. Right. That he's so good at delivering lies that people can't tell the difference. (laughs) It's unfair. This is unfair to all the other candidates. This is inequality at its finest. Well, and clearly, you know, you got two males leading Elizabeth Warren here. So that's not fair because she's a woman and a Native American and Native American. Yeah. And she used to be Republican. Now she's Democrat. So if you want anybody in the White House, you got to have somebody that used to play for the other team because now they know all their tactics. Well, Pete Buttigieg plays for the other team. Okay. So it's okay. So, so maybe, maybe he evens out the inequality scale a little. You see how ridiculous this gets? Yeah. How insane it gets when you start talking about, they, you know, they complain about capitalism and then use capitalism to get into power. Yeah. It's insane. I know. I got so many Bernie Sanders texts (laughs) about people trying to get me to support him. I send them to BernieLives.com, which is what you should do, by the way. Uh, send them to BernieLies.com when somebody from the Bernie Sanders camp tries to get you to to talk to them. Send them to BernieLies.com. But I, that they're using technology that was developed by capitalism to try to get the vote out about how bad, or try to get the word out about how bad capitalism is. I know. Like, hey, let me use a little bit of the thing I hate they should all to use, tell you how bad it is. Bernie Sanders should be using the U.S. mail to deliver all of these text messages. Yes. Why are they not using the postal? That's what he wants to do. <laughs> he should be handwriting 
yes. all of these letters and using the U.S. post office to yeah. send out all this information. You know, some greedy capitalists developed this phone right here. I know. Know. Apple is worth a trillion dollars as a company. They're greedy. I know. As they actually have a, they have one of the biggest profit margins out of any of the Fortune 500 companies. They make like 20%. <laughs> all the other companies are stuck between like two and eight. Yep. You know, but we never talk about them. Why? Because Bernie uses their products. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay to use them. <laughs> Speaking of Bernie, listen, I don't know how many times a day I daydream about, well, never mind. Speaking of Bernie, I saw this tweet. Saw this tweet today. Let me see if you guys, you listeners, now listen up. See if your brain goes to the same place that mine did when I read his tweet. See if you can pick out where the inaccuracy or the statistical manipulation, the blatant statistical manipulation right now. Here's Bernie. Macy's made $1 billion in profits last year. Its CEO makes 580 times more than the median worker. Macy's paid $0 in taxes in 2017. Now it's laying off 2,000 hardworking employees to make more profits. Mm, now that's bad. So we got a story from the Wall Street Journal talking about how Macy's, they're not doing too good. Uh, come to find out, they're, they're not doing all that great. So Bernie posts this thing. I don't know if you caught where the problem was. He says they made $1 billion in profits in 2019. And then his next point is that then they paid $0 in taxes in 2017. How is that not so blatantly obvious to everyone who sees it? And he's comparing last year's profits and then going to two years previous to say that they didn't pay taxes in that year. Yeah. Why didn't he use their profits from that year? Why, did, why didn't he do that? Because they paid like 25% in taxes. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> their effective tax rate for, 20, for 2019, where he's talking about them making a billion dollars in profits, their effective tax rate last year was 25%. Oddly enough, the corporate tax rate is 22%. <laughs> so they paid 200, <laughs> $250 million. Their, their effective tax rate was 25% last year. But no, he had to go back to 2017 and say that they didn't pay taxes for 2017. You want to know why? Why? Because Macy's is dying. Of course they're dying. So your expenses outweigh your profit, and then you don't have to pay taxes on it because you don't have any income. But somehow this just doesn't matter in this conversation. It doesn't matter that Macy's, by the way, looked it up. I'll post the, I'll post the link to the website I use to get all the stock market information and quarterly earnings and all that stuff. I'll post it in the show notes. It doesn't matter to these people that last year, Macy's income, their net income, went down 47%. Down 47% from the previous year. Yet we have to post an article demonizing them about laying people off. In what world does this possibly make sense? And then we talk about how they've got, well, they've got $20 billion in assets. They've, they've got $20 billion in assets, Charlie. Does anyone care what their debt is at all? No, we don't need to talk about what their debt is, which is $15 billion. Why wouldn't you say that they've got $5 billion, you know, really? No, you got to mention that they've got $20 billion in assets because obviously in 2020, debt doesn't matter. It's, it's not Well, important. because in, in these people's eyes, it's just they have a lot of money and you don't. Yeah, that's and the so problem. so they owe you. They owe you because they have a lot. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Don't do the math. On what their debt is, 
or how much their profit went down or anything like that. They they're worth 20 billion and you're only worth, you know, on your wealth chart, you're probably sitting at a two or four and they're at, <laughs> and they're sitting at a 10 and yeah. that's just unfair, Nate. That's, I guess that's so. It. They're laying off people while they're making, you know, $20 billion, even though they didn't even make 20 million. They actually, after taxes only made 750 million. Yeah. But you know, they're laying off people. It's just not fair, you know, Nate. And then the article, now, and the, what, what should they prepare for the future or anything? I don't, I guess they shouldn't. not. No. They shouldn't because what matters is these people's jobs right now. Yeah. doesn't matter if the company is going to close in 10 years. Now, how about. What do you think the article would say if they decreased everyone's pay by 47%? How about we just do that? Do you think, oh, then we wouldn't have any articles written about it? Because obviously your pay is tied to the profits that the company's making, right? It's just tied directly to the profits. So when their profits go up, you think that your pay should go up too. Well, their, their net income went down 47% last year. So therefore, they must have decreased everyone's pay by 47%. You know, this actually works, by the way of getting people to share in the losses, at least at one company. So back in 2008, I heard this story on Facebook. Uh, one of the famous speakers, this guy got shared. You were using Facebook in 2008? This is weird. Look at you trendy. No, trendy I'm talking person. about in, in 2008, the, what had happened there with this company. It was a manufacturing company. So after the downturn, but the, I can't remember the guy's name who's, who's a really famous motivational speaker. Uh, now because one of his videos went super viral. I'm talking like 300 million views. Um, but he was telling a story about how a, a manufacturing company, when they got hit, when the economy tanked in 2008, what the, what they did is they needed to save like $10 million because they didn't have it. And so instead of laying off people, what the CEO decided to do was to send a company wide message and say, Hey, we have to save $10 million. That means for all of the employees to do that, everyone need, has to take four weeks of unpaid vacation this year. You can take them whenever you want. You can put them all together and take a whole month off and without pay, or you can take one week, one month, one week this month. You can take a few days, whatever. But for the whole year, you have to take four weeks off. And what ended up happening is, is the, people, the, the employees started trading with each other. Like the people who could afford to take more time off they took it from the people who couldn't afford to take more time off. Interesting. So you had people that took like six weeks off and people that only took two weeks, but instead of laying people off and people out of the job, they all shared in having to get rid of the $10 million and it worked out and everybody was happy. Huh. I thought that was so cool. That's pretty cool. I a really cool story of a way to be able to cut costs without having to lay people off. Because let me tell you something, no business owner ever wants to be, have anybody out of a job. We care way more than they make you think. Yeah. You know, there are, Nate and I have had times where it's been hard. And the very last thing that I ever think about doing is cutting pay. I never want anyone to be out of a job or for them to lose pay or to make them take a vacation. That's the, I want to cut. In fact, you'll cut every, your pay before you cut mine. Exactly. And I've done that before. So it's like no, no business owner. They all care about their people. And it's like, and this is exactly this, this CEO of a, of a big manufacturing company, he care he didn't want to fire anybody. He didn't want to have to do that to save the money. He would rather everybody have a job and Hey, hey if we all, if we all struggle just a little bit, no one has to struggle a lot. Yeah. It's really cool when you give the people that option because then they feel like they're a part of it. What's important is a word you just said there, option. 
option option right that was the important word right if you, you said, said. No, if you said no to it then <laughs> you probably get fired go work somewhere else right go work somewhere where they're not going to have you take that time off right go do that and we can't force this on everyone but hey yeah let's give people the option it's an option what a right. crazy what a what a crazy idea that we give people the option to do things like they're smart enough to make their own choices yeah, that would be weird isn't what, that a cool story though yeah and i like did it you never heard that no never heard about oh, it before a great story we'll have to find that i'll have to find that story and put it in show notes yeah so the thing that one more thing on this macy's story you read the wall street journal article talking about how they're laying people off and closing a bunch of stores they don't mention anything about the fact that macy's net income dropped by that much last year they don't mention anything about their debt. They don't mention anything about their projections for the next couple of years, which people have, by the way. They make projections for the year. And then they make decisions based off of that. They don't mention that. All they mention was that Macy's had $25 billion in sales in 2018. That's all they mention. Not, don't even mention the fact that they only made a billion dollars. No, they only put in the article that Macy's had $25 billion in sales. That's it. Because that's the number that matters to them. Yeah. Doesn't matter to anyone whether or not they even made any money on that. You can have $25 billion in sales and lose $5 billion. After, ask Jeff Bezos in 1998. You know? Like, you can have a lot of sales and still lose money. It's possible. A lot but, of money. But they failed to mention that in this article. All they mentioned was the $25 billion. They made a 4% profit margin on that. 4%. That's all it was. They made a billion, a billion dollars. Why wouldn't they put a billion in there? Why'd they choose to put 25 billion? And the reason I always harp on this, I got a video to play real quick, and I want to warn you guys. It's got some cursing in it. Although the guy's screaming so loud that sometimes it's tough to figure out what the cursing is. So listen, if you've got kids in the room with you, don't, you know, earmuffs. Earmuffs, everyone. Because I was too lazy to bleep this out today. And just pure, simple fact. That's all this. This is why I care about these articles. Because people like Bernie Sanders, the Wall, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, ironically owned by Jeff Bezos, pushing, <laughs> pushing these kinds of narratives all the time, leads to hatred and resentment and terrible, terrible feelings towards other people that has no actual reality basis behind it whatsoever because you're using faulty statistics and you're pushing a false narrative. And then you make people hate each other over this. This is an evil, disgusting thing to continue doing. I think what Bernie Sanders does is completely disgusting. I think he is, to me, he is one of the worst people in the, uh, I guess you could say, famous people. I know it because he willingly, willingly manipulates young people to the point that he ends up ruining their lives by creating so much hatred and resentment and sense of dependency that can literally change their entire lives. That's why we have BernieLies.com, by the way. You should check it out. That's why we pick on him all the time because he's the face of this ideology. He's the, he's the biggest one for this ideology. And this is what it leads to. Here's yeah, well, like the, uh, when he like when he goes to uh, speak and stuff, he draws the biggest crowds. Like yeah. his supporters are loud, and there's a lot of them. And you can see, you know, I think the DNC is going to have trouble because Bernie might win the nomination. Yeah, which makes it easier for Trump. I think it does. You're right. I, I think that Trump would would beat Bernie pretty easily. But if you look at Bernie's life over his years, he is the leader of this ideology. 
Yeah. He is carrying the Marx he is, torch. He is the new Karl Marx. And in fact, Elizabeth Warren and other Democrats are going further left because of him. Yeah. That's that's what it is. You it, think AOC would have won if Bernie Sanders wouldn't have existed or been nope. in the public eye nope. at all? Never, nope. No, no, no way. way. Not at all. So here's what this leads to. This is a guy screaming at people who are working at a Trump table, which I am assuming is on a college campus. Kind of looks like it. Somewhere in public, a lot of people walking around. And here's a guy uh, letting all his feelings out about Republicans and about Trump. Out square! Slash his throat! Every fucking Republican! Suck my fucking balls! Say that one more time. Slash Republican throat! Okay. Slit all the Republicans' throats, Slash their huh? throats. Yeah. Get all the fascists. Yep. Slash their throats. Because apparently if you're a Republican, you're automatically a fascist. Automatically a fascist. Yeah. 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 This, this is what happens with this ideology is that you become, it's no longer about helping the poor people. No. It's about hating people who have more than you do. So, so much to the fact that you have so much resentment that anybody who disagrees with you is automatically on the other side. And you and, want to kill them. And you want to kill them. Yeah. Slit all their throats. That's what he said. Slash them or whatever. It doesn't matter. This kid would string. He wants to karate kick their, uh, he wants to, I'm sorry, scissor kick their karate artery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right in the gizzard. Right in the gizzard. So it's, uh, yeah, but that's why, that's why I point out all these statistics and stuff all the time. Maybe it's boring. I don't know. I like, I like. I don't find it. I know, find it enlightening. Myth, Mythbusters is a fun show to me. Like yeah. that's a fun show. So stat this, busters stat busters <laughs> this is what it leads to this is why this is so important to actually get the real information out there and we've got all these people pumping manipulated facts out there to drive an idea in the people's minds that's based with no factual evidence whatsoever and this this kid literally wants to murder all the republicans he wants to slash it this kid would string the kulaks up in a heartbeat for sure Look that up if you don't know what I just meant just then. But it's, this is what it creates. We've seen this throughout history forever, by the way. Look up the kulaks. Yeah, it's not just something we're making up. Yeah. It's, it's, this is, we're not conspiracy theorists yeah. about how the Marxist and socialist doctrine turns out. We actually know what actually happened. The Nazis were socialists. No, they were anti-capitalists. You can find numerous quotes from all of their doctrines, even Hitler talking about how they were socialists and how they were against capitalism. They were against the greedy people. They were against people who were taking advantage of the poor. And you know who they pinpointed as the people who were the, the real perpetrators of that? The rich Jews. The Jewish people. <laughs> that's why they went against Jews. Yeah. It was because that's who they pinpointed as the evil rich people. One well, of the reasons. And, yeah, one of the reasons. I would also say it, it is ethnicity as well. I mean, yeah. Hitler wanted a perfect race, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, He wanted the perfect Aryan race also. Yeah. But but yes, in their ideology and in their practice, they were the the, the national socialists. Yeah. And it, you was, have to understand. it was Germany first socialism. They were coming out of the Weimar Republic. That's what it was called before that. And they had a 466 billion percent inflation rate in three years. And they had to find someone to blame for all of their problems. That, that's just what they had to do. And that's what Hitler did really well. And everyone was perfectly willing to murder millions of people. They were perfectly willing. Look what happened. In, I mean, we got China. We got Pol Pot. And it doesn't matter. All if this it, stuff. Same thing over and over again. Let's say the lowest estimates of socialism in the, in the 20th century killed 20 million people. 
Yeah. Even though it's probably over a hundred million. Yeah. Let's just say it killed 20 million. Like how many bodies do you need after 20 million? Do you know what yeah. 20 million bodies looks like? It's a lot. Like it's bigger than New York city, by yeah. the way, New York city has what? 14 million maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. Sure. Those, yeah. Let me do a quick 10, look up 12, as I, as like I keep telling you guys this. Yeah. <laughs> 10 or 12 million yeah. population of New York City. But it's like, imagine the entire city of New York in a giant grave site. Yeah. And sorry, 8.6 million people as of 2017. Yeah, now you got there. That is the specific like city limits of the of the boroughs. I have seen the, you know, the the surrounding area, which would still consider itself to be New York at a lot, a lot higher population than that. But hey, if you guys ever hear us say statistics that turn out to be wrong, send us an email. Charlie at goodmorningliberty.us <laughs> if you want to send an email because we're not perfect and we want to know oh, I'm if sorry. we say something that's false. The New York Metro, the metropolitan area is yeah. 21 million. Like yesterday. So, By the way, Tennessee is $6 billion in debt. Oh, just really? So you know. Yeah. Just so you know. But they, they We were talking about the deficit mainly. Yes. Mainly. We were talking about deficits. Bu- yeah. Budget surplus the, yeah. last, the last five or six, seven years. Yeah. But uh, but we're not going to pay any debt with that deficit. No, by the no, way. they got to find some some money on with that surplus. We're not going to find no. any debt payments there because no. it's fine. We'll just take on more debt because yep, that's nope. what you need in your life. No problem. Yeah. But so imagine the entire population of New York City. Like we would be really upset if somebody dropped a nuclear bomb on New York City. Like we'd be really upset about that. We were mad when a plane hit a tower and killed three thousand people. Yeah. But yeah. imagine you implement an ideology. That kills the entire population of New York City. I guess as and, long as they're all rich people, then it's then okay. You, then you have the balls to say that wasn't real socialism. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. That's, that is socialism. That's what it did. It's the outcome. It's, it's not saying, we're not saying that's what it's going to do. We're saying that's what we know it did. Yeah. That's what it did. And I don't know how you escape from that. Like where... In the world, do you... You escape from it by uh, creating a completely false narrative once again. We'll just put Democratic in front of it, and then all of a sudden it's different. You escape it by brainwashing young people. You escape it by having the government control your schooling from the time that your brain very very first starts taking things on. And And I got something else for you. This is real Southern for you, but the proof... It's in the pudding, man. <laughs> it's in that pudding, which is the video you just showed. That yeah. This ideology breeds resentment and hatred. And then now this guy wants to slit everybody's throats. Yeah. There's your next school shooter. Exactly. Right there. Because he's so angry at the world. And he's not only does he want to take it out on his enemies, but now he's going to take it out on innocent people. This is how this, is how this happens. But it's disgusting. What's, and what's even more disgusting to me is he is that way he feels that way based on lies based on complete lies yeah manipulated data faulty narratives the way that he feels is based on something that is completely false and he doesn't he doesn't get it he's been he's been too brainwashed now he's been too manipulated now he wouldn't even accept it if all the data was right there put in front of him there's no way he would ever accept it at all he wouldn't want to even, because now it's based on an emotional feeling. It wouldn't even matter. Obviously, it doesn't matter to these people whether or not the data proves it, because the data proves it's a terrible idea. So it doesn't matter now. Now it's just all based on emotions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Well, 
what what the what the listeners out there need to do is get yourself educated, man. Yeah. Don't listen to your government schoolings. It ain't no good for you. Go to BernieLies.com, and that's all the information you need. Keep listening to this show every single day of the week when we decide to do it every day of the week. It yeah. comes out every day of the week. When, when we decide when, to. When we decide to. Yeah. yeah. So it's- We're it, on episode like 189 now, right? 186? 182. 182, but still, I think, I mean, something like that. So That's it, fantastic. The biggest thing, you know, even if you go to BernieLies.com, that's great. We really appreciate that. The biggest principle to know when you're, when you're talking about these stats and everything is- question and scrutinize every single thing that you ever hear. Always try to break it down and destroy it and make sure that it is actually true. Anything you hear, try to disprove it. Try to disprove it. Be honest with yourself and act like you're on the other side and act like you're going to disprove this and find every bit of information you can to prove that this is false. And if you can't find anything that proves that it's false at all, then you can believe that it's true, but don't believe it's true solely based on how you feel, based on your biases or based on your emotions. Yeah, don't, Look it up. Don't research something to, um, let's say, conform to your bias or that don't, don't research or read anything if from the standpoint of, let me try to prove how more right my ideology is. You know, research and, and, and read things from a perspective of, Maybe I don't know something and I want to figure it out. And when you go back through history, don't take my word for it, but go back through history. And when these ideas play out, it is catastrophic. Yeah. It's catastrophic. It's not even a little bit bad. It's really bad. It's really wrong. And I, I am so frustrated sometimes <laughs> because I can't comprehend like my brain does not actually process how when you present somebody with factual evidence of how things have actually played themselves out by policies that are implemented or anything like that anything of that nature i can't for the life of me because it doesn't compute in my brain figure out how you can still follow along be like yeah i hear what you're saying but nah i still want to do it i, I just don't under, i don't get that and so anyway, BernieLies.com, guys, go there and check it out because, you know, we'll just point out everything that he put on his website, you know, Bernie, what is it? BernieSanders.com or whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to promote that. <laughs> whatever. Search Bernie and Google. Who cares? Whatever. Actually go to his website and yeah. scrutinize every single thing. Yeah. Do or, that. Or just go to BernieLies.com because I already did it. Pull up both. Yeah. Actually read them side by side. And, and then, marvel at how similar they look. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. Marvel <laughs> how similar they look and then see where all the lies are pointed out. Yeah. And then you have the truth and then decide what truth is because it's going to reveal itself to you. It's not hard. Our job actually isn't hard. No. It's not because the truth reveals itself. We yeah. don't, I don't have to manipulate any stats or anything to, to prove out the idea of liberty. Yeah. Like this coming from the standpoint of you start off as a free person with, then you own yourself. I don't have to manipulate anything else outside of that. Yeah. There's no manipulation because that in, in reality, if you take away governments and take away everything, take away capitalism, take away socialism, whatever you are a single individual, maybe you're Roman free in the jungle or whatever. Think about 10 million years ago when we first were humans or something. I don't know. You take away everything and the fundamental essence of a human being is a sovereign individual. 
where you can make your own choices. And anybody who tries to tell you different, they're not human, I guess. I don't, I don't know. They're wrong. They're, they're wrong. Is the answer. They're wrong. Yeah. Anybody who tries to tell you different is wrong. If someone's ideology or someone's plan entails taking away that right from another person, the right that they own their self, then their plan is wrong. That's, that's the answer. And the good news is when you stand for that ideology, when you stand for liberty, you, the truth is on your side. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to manipulate anything. You don't have to lie about anything. Can I say one more thing real quick? I want you to say all the things. Okay. So I talked about scrutinizing everything and looking up, looking up all the stuff. Okay. So you're going to actually scrutinize all the stuff that you see. Here's a problem that exists with our search engines these days. I'm not saying they need to be regulated. God knows I'm not saying that. But when you search something, say you want to search the Amazon Painting Taxes, just search that. So your first couple pages of search results are all going to be opinion pieces saying that despite making, despite taking in $500 billion, Amazon paid no taxes. And you're going to have like 20 articles saying that. That's not the same thing as scrutinizing something. What that's called, I can't remember the technical term, but they call it something like cyclical proof. So when something comes out and then a bunch of people write articles about it, and then your search engine is completely full of that manipulated fact, then it creates its own proof for that. So it's a cyclical proof that we get on the internet because of all of the outlets all pushing the same idea. So when I search does Amazon pay taxes, I would have to go probably page three, four, five to finally get to some kind of article that said, well, despite what everyone says, yeah, they actually paid $2 billion in taxes in 2018 or 2019, whatever it is. You yeah. have to go several pages in and people don't go that many pages in. Well, you, you look at like the first page, second one, if you're on the toilet, maybe. I want you just listen to how good this transition is going to be, by the way. Okay. I got a perfect example for you because we're getting ready to talk about climate change here and, and the polar bears, you know, losing out obviously on life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm listening to this transition. Though. This is great. A perfect example of this is climate change. Yeah. Because when you research climate change on Google, you're going to come back with article and article and article and article of how Climate change is real. And then there's going to be article and article and article about how everybody's full of, of, of whatever. I'm not going to say the word on air here, even though I want to say S, you know, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's full of it. So you got you know, basically the left and the right fighting with each other. But then if you go actually read the damn journals, you'll figure out that our temperature models have a margin of error of plus or minus 0.98 degrees Celsius. If you actually go read the journals on temperature, which I did, by the way, because I actually care about finding the truth. So when you go look at the temperature model data that we've, we've collected temperatures for 100 years, right? And you go look at their models and how they go backwards in time and forwards in time, it has a margin of error of almost one degree Celsius. Yeah. And so how much of our, has our planet warmed? We don't know. Between one to two degrees, they yeah. say. So that could either be it hasn't warmed at all in the last 20 years or it could be that it's warmed two to three degrees yeah we actually don't know because our models have a margin of error of plus or minus 0.98 degrees celsius yeah so already so, right there you your decision on that's going to be based on your emotions exactly that's it like go read the the the, the paperwork that's what i was because somebody will take that journal 
and they'll pull they'll pull out the facts that they want and they'll create a narrative off of that. This happens all the time in interviews and stuff. You'll interview they'll you know they'll interview somebody for 30 minutes and they'll take a 30 second clip that fits their ideology and they'll they'll take it out of context and be like, "Well, look, this person said this." Like well, what like, about the, th- the whole 30 minutes that you talk to the well, person? Like Macy's made 25 billion dollars in 2018. They took in they had 25 billion dollars in sales. That's yeah. true. Yes, it is actually That's true. That's true. It is. But they had $24 billion in expenses. Yeah. It's just, you have to actually look for that right there. Yeah. Jeff Macy, whatever his name is, it's not that. (laughs) Whoever owns Macy's. Maybe it's William H. Macy. I don't know. $25 billion in sales came in. He didn't just put that in his pocket. One, it wouldn't fit. Two, (laughs) he has to pay out all this stuff. Like people have jobs. They've got bills to pay. They're probably paying rent or building costs. They're definitely paying property taxes on on everything they own. You know, a lot of buildings. They got, yeah, a lot of buildings. You think property taxes don't affect which stores they decided to close? Exactly. There's their headquarters is in New York. So good God, how many taxes they could probably re-headquarter somewhere else like Tennessee, which is what Amazon and the investment bank from uh, New York is moving here. Yeah. By the way, that's supposed to be done in uh, the fall. Are you going to tune in cool. to the Amazon Day Parade next year on Thanksgiving? Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. the first time in 124 yeah. years. Yeah. The Amazon. So, so just think about how they can take those few things. Go read the source material, man. It sucks. That's what I was saying. Is- it does suck. But when you go and actually search for the truth instead of trying to search for your bias, you'll find this type of data. Because look, I don't know whether or not the climate change is real or catastrophic. Like what I do know is that somebody as smart as Elon Musk put it in very simple terms. If you take carbon out of the ground and you put it in the air, then you're changing the dynamics of the earth, right? Because the carbon was in the earth for how many millions or billions of years? Plant more trees. Now all of a sudden we're taking (laughs) it out and we're putting it in the air. We plant more trees. They can put it back in the ground, right? They take in the carbon, put it back in the ground. But here's the thing. So there might be something to be said about that. But at the same time, these people that are making these rash predictions are basing it off of science that has a margin of error of almost one degree Celsius. They don't even know what temperature we're at anyway. Yeah. They're just picking one. They're just guessing. Yeah. They're saying, well, obviously it's three degrees. And then people, some people on the other side, well, it could be negative one. Yeah. Well, yeah, we could have gone down in temperature, actually. You think Bernie Sanders and, will accept the results of Iowa if they say, well, but our vote count has a margin of error of plus or, plus or minus 10%. Right, know? exactly. No, he's no. not going to. It's just, and so this leads us into the, our polar bear discussion, which I wanted to get to because, Nate, are you going to play that video? I'm going to play the video now. Without being live, it's not going to be quite as effective, but I'll read. I'll read you the text that's on there, and then you'll hear the sad and somber voice from the world wrestling federation <laughs> Wait, that's not them wwf is oh, uh is world doing wildlife yeah okay <laughs> used to be world but when we grew when we got, were kids WWF WWF. got sued i know yeah <laughs> old hulk hogan okay let's watch the video about polar bears and we're going to talk about let's just look up the data and see what's actually happening let's just look for that all right that's very sad Say something. Says polar bears depend on sea ice to survive. This is gonna be good. But as temperatures rise, (laughs) their sea ice melts. I'll be the one more every year. (laughs) The ad from Brilliant Earth on the video, just so you guys know. Any 
disappearing. Would have followed you. Don't give up on polar bears. Please call or go online to www.protects.org and symbolically adopt a polar bear. Your monthly donations will help WWF protect threatened wildlife and their habitats. For just $8 a month, we'll send you this polar bear adoption kit and free WWF wall calendar as our way of saying thanks. Okay, so I was watching a TV show on YouTube TV and this ad came on and I saw it. I was watching it while I was on my way over here today and this ad came on. Sorry, mom. And I was like, hold on a second. Like, this is completely false. And not only I knew that, I didn't know that because of my emotions. I knew it because I read all the data on it. I was like, this is completely false. Where are all the people calling for, you know, truth in advertising and not allowing lies and things out there? Everything in this video was a lie. Well, there was one truth, Nate. What was that? But, well, that is that if it gets hotter, ice melts. That's, yeah. So, yeah, are you trying Although to tell me? I have me, not read the data on that. I don't know for sure. That was just to, in my government textbook. I don't really know. Are you trying to tell me when the temperature rises above zero degrees Celsius and 32 degrees, by the way, for all you, you know, non-metric people out there living in Missouri, <laughs> um, <laughs> zero degrees Celsius, same thing as 32 degrees. It's freezing point. When the temperature goes above that, Nate, then yeah, ice melts. And so what she was saying, what they were saying at the beginning of that video, what, what you read so eloquently. Thank you. I almost like donated $8. I know. Because I you, because barely of, kept back the tears. Because of what you were re- reading. <laughs> I know. And the way you were reading it. But, but you said, and the text said in the video, that you know, the, the, as the temperatures rise, then ice melts. And I'm like, oh, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Now you got me. Yeah. Because I know that I can run that experiment right now and just put ice in your hand. It melts. And it melts. It does melt. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the deal. And then she also said, she said that you can symbolically adopt a polar bear. You don't really want to adopt one because you can't go pet it. Like You don't want to do that. Don't go pet that thing. Plus it's probably against your HOA rules, your apartment rules, all kinds of stuff. I got to tell you a story about when we went to Greenland. You went to Greenland too, by the way. I did. Which... Polar bears don't exist in Antarctica, right? Yes. Yeah. I believe that's true. I think they only northern. exist in the north. And and so in Greenland, you and I both played for the troops. We were 150 miles above the Arctic Circle, and we were only about 150 miles from the North Pole. So we were literally on top of the world. Yeah. In fact, the club, one of the clubs we played at was called the Top of the World Club, the Toe Club. <laughs> it's the most northern bar in all of the world. I don't even know if I knew that. I remember them calling it the Well, I was club. there for 10 days and you were yeah. only there for a day. I so. went there one time, I think. And <laughs> it's I, called the Toe Club. Yeah, Top I remember it being called the Toe Club, but I did not. Yeah, I didn't ask it's why the, it was called that. It's the most, it's the furthest northern bar in the, in all of the world. Yeah. And so, and so this place is, it's a, it's a little base and it's in Thule, Greenland. And it's surrounded by the Arctic Ocean and three glaciers. So there's not much like living space. In fact, the base is built on permafrost anyway. So if it got hot enough, that would all melt. Yeah. And it's strategically built. Uh, they see ridiculous storms and, and stuff you couldn't even imagine. But I remember one of the first things they told us, I don't know if they told you this, we were there for 10 days. So one of the first things that the sergeant, that we had a sergeant assigned to us, one of the first things he told us is like, hey, when we're out hiking, you know, here in a couple of days, you guys go sightseeing, you know, you want to go see the glaciers and all that. I'll take you around. He said, but if you see a polar bear, uh, make sure you're not the slowest guy in the group. <laughs> and if you are trip someone, that's exactly what he said. Jeez. And we all were like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, 
the polar bears are the most vicious uh, uh, animals when it comes to actually uh, chasing down and, and killing what they want to eat. Yeah. Well, it's because so they're starving. If you see, well, yeah, and they're also dying. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and they can run like 30 something miles an hour faster than you. And their claws uh, are anywhere between, I think it's six to 12 inches, something like that. So it's like you get hit by one of those things and you're just dead. That's and, not good. And then they eat you. Yeah. So make sure I was just, it was just a funny story. Yeah. We didn't see one. Unfortunately, the, the day we left, um, I'm sorry, the day after we left, they had a polar bear and what they do is they shut the base down. No one can go anywhere. You have to stay inside until they, until the polar bear leaves or if it actually starts to threaten life, then they do have permission to So to are you kill calling it. for a complete polar bear eradication? I'm not. Okay. No, I'm just I, making not, sure. I, no, not, I'm not saying they're not pretty and they look good <laughs> in Coke commercials. So here, but, like this all came from a video several years ago, really big. You guys probably seen it before. This scrawny, sickly looking polar bear walking around talking about how all the sea ice was melting and the polar bear was starving and their populations were decreasing and they were all going to die. Now, that video got over 2 billion views. Over 2 billion. It's freaking Gangnam Style status. Okay? <laughs> I it forgot a, about it that video. It's a big video. Okay? Gangnam Style. But for all you kids out there, look it up. I still love that video. But not the polar bear, the Gangnam Style one. I think it's a hilarious video. So good. Yeah. So anyway, they put out this video. Billions of people watched it. And then this entire Save the Polar Bear thing was, was fueled by that. Now, here's the problem that, that several people pointed out. You know nothing about that specific polar bear. That was the first thing that was pointed out. For all you know, that polar bear was super old, had some kind of disease or something like that, and, and was dying because it was old, it couldn't chase down food anymore, and, the, and that's just what was, happened, that what was happening. They didn't know that. But then, anyway, they still took a video of it and said that it was because of starvation and because of climate change. So they did get and catch a little bit of flack for that, although the video catching flack for that did not have 2.2 billion views. So I'm just going to read something from fee.org. I trust fee.org. I trust the Foundation for Economic Education, and plus they always put links to all the studies. In 1984, the polar bear population was estimated at 25,000. It's in 1984. In 2008, polar bears were designated as a, oh, they were designated as a protected species. The New York Times noted that the number remained unchanged. There are more than 25,000 bears in the Arctic, 15,500 of which roam within Canada's territory. New estimates from the International Union for, Cons for Conservation of Nature show a midpoint estimate, midpoint estimate now, of 26,500 polar bears. But the range goes from 22,000 up to 31,000. Of course, the liberals will pick 22,000 and I will go towards 31,000. <laughs> In the state of the polar bear report 2018. There's a way. Hang on. There is a the state of the polar report. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. All the news channels had it for sure. Although AOC did not attend. Zoologist Susan J. Crockford says updates to IUCN data put the new global midpoint estimate, the midpoint estimate from 2018 is now at 30,000. So you're saying there's 25 to 35,000 now. That's the midpoint. Yeah. yeah. So 25 to 35,000. <coughs> so here's just one, just one important thing to talk about. In 1984, they estimated 25,000 polar bears. Right now, their midpoint is 30,000. How am I watching a video that says the polar bear population is decreasing due to climate change? 
how am I seeing a video while I'm watching YouTube TV that clearly says that and is soliciting me for a donation? How when am I watching that? When it's clearly false. When it, it's clearly false. That, that's it. It's, it's based on they know everyone has the emotion and the feeling and the preconception that the polar bear population is decreasing. Therefore, they can run this advertisement and solicit a, a bunch of donations. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you should prosecute them for that. That's the people's fault for not looking up the stats. Okay? Look up your own stats. But here's, this is the issue. This is another thing that they do to manipulate people. And then we completely ignore the fact that there's more of them now than there even were. As far as the northern caps go. And not only that, I was going to read this next study here. Yeah. So not only, not only is the polar bear population decreasing, it's actually increasing. Incre- yeah. Not only is it not, sorry. I okay. said not yeah. only is it not. That's a double <laughs> negative. Sorry, yeah. Miss Thurston. Um, so the polar bear population is increasing. It's not decreasing. And so not only that. But their ice isn't melting. Yeah. And this is actually coming from the source. Now, look, I, I get this is a government source. Now, this first one is Antarctica, just so you know. And, well, there's two of them in here. Yeah, though. there's two. So not only is, you know, we, we don't trust the government, and this is coming from the government source, but NASA has done everything, because this is from NASA.gov. They've done everything in their power for every, almost every single article they put out is in favor that of climate change is, is catastrophic. Yeah. And we have to do something about it. But then they post this one study because we have maybe one honest person at NASA. I don't know. So a new NASA study says that an increase in Antarctic snow accumulation that began 10,000 years ago is currently adding enough ice to the continent to outweigh the increased losses from its thinning glaciers. The research challenges the conclusions of other studies, including the IPCC 2013 report, which is what Greta Thunberg is still going off of, which says that Antarctica is overall losing land ice. According to the new analysis of satellite data, the Antarctic ice sheet showed a net gain of 112 billion tons of ice a year. A year. Not the whole time. Yeah, A year. 112 billion tons. Now, how many people knows how much a ton is? It's quite a bit. It's 2,000 pounds. It's it's a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is almost a thousand kilograms. Yeah, two two thousand pounds divided by two point two. Way more than the weight limit of my chair. Yeah, I tell you that. Yeah, mine too, because yeah. it sinks. <laughs> but look, one hundred and twelve billion tons. So times two thousand pounds by a billion, and then by one hundred and twelve. Yeah, I don't now, want to. Now you're looking at a lot of pounds. It's a, there several pounds. Yeah, you're in the trillions of pounds. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's per year, by the way, from 1992 to 2001. So basically 10 years. So times all of that by 10. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the math I just gave you do it by 10. That net gain slowed to 82 billion tons of ice per year between 2003 and 2008. So over the course of 20 years, there was about an average of 70 billion tons. Or I'm sorry. There's about an average of 90 to 95 billion tons of ice per year for 20 years. But uh, 25 years but, sorry but 25 lo- years but we're losing ice but somehow we're losing ice Who's now this the- is antarctica but l- yeah. hang on let me talk about let me talk about nor- the northern polar region the recent satellite images from nasa actually reflect an increase of 43 percent to 63 percent for the northern hemisphere yeah so i didn't pull i guess i missed the copy paste there but i didn't pull the timeline that's but, okay yeah. I, we don't have the timeline it doesn't matter it's, it's not it's down. recent it's not down. It's not down. That's the whole point. That's the important part. So that video right there, it says ice is melting. It says ice does melt when temperature rises, which yeah. is true. But then it's, it is trying to portray that the ice for the polar bears is melting. 
and it's not. And then it's trying to say the po- the polar bear population is decreasing, which it's not. Yeah. Neither one of those things are true. In fact, it's in the, both of them are increasing. Not only is it not going down, it's not even staying the same. It's yeah. going up in both cases. And I don't even see how people believe this. Like, sure, send your $8 if you want to adopt, you know, if you want to symbolically adopt a polar bear. Like, they could probably use your help, I guess. I don't know. Sure. But Donate to whatever cause you want to. Yeah. I'm not stopping yeah. you from donating. And like, look, I'm glad they're not forcing us to donate because then I'd be really pissed. Yeah. But it's like, don't quit believing these IPCC reports that people just make up. Yeah. That's what it is. It's it's They're very, taking very specific data points and using it to build their narrative rather than looking at the whole thing like is what it, that's what a science the scientists should actually do. Hey, yeah. let me gather the data, look at it as a whole and be like, "Oh man, there's three bad points there, but look at these 27 good points." Yeah. Now I can draw a conclusion. Like, cause guess what? Nothing's black and white. Now they'll just only talk it's about like, the bad points. It's like, hey, they're what they what they should have come out and said over the, over the last twenty years that this whole climate change has been an issue. I guess thirty years. Well, honestly, it's gone back before them. But I'm talking about Al Gore and all the money people have made off this climate change scare. They should have come out and said, hey, we might have a little bit of climate change because it, here's a couple bad points, but here's all the good ones, and so nothing to fear. We're gonna keep studying this stuff. And we'll try to make small adjustments. Yeah. You know, but we don't need something like the Green New Deal. And here's, we don't need to be sacrificing babies, AOC. Here's the, the problem. <laughs> yeah. They're soliciting higher taxation based on the narrative, you could say pushed by Al Gore, that the ice caps would be gone by now. Gone. Oh, yeah. They're supposed to be gone. They're supposed to be gone. New York's supposed to be underwater. And, not only, like you already said, were they wrong, but it didn't even go in that direction. They got bigger. That's not just a little wrong, folks. That's way wrong. That's that's a lot. Super, that's getting in your car. That's pulling up in the drive-through and accidentally putting it in reverse. Okay, that's wrong. I did that the other day at the car wash. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> just saying, you know those like, automatic car washes you roll up on and then you put it in neutral. I accidentally put it in reverse, yeah. and so it was spinning against the. If you, if you put your hilarious. car in reverse in the drive-through and slam on the gas, could you then post an article about how fun it was to go forward in the drive-through? No, it's wrong. <laughs> it didn't happen. You went backwards, idiot. This reminds okay? me of that Jordan Peterson video when that guy asked him the question: "Could we all come together on climate change? Like, could we it, people from polar opposite? Could we all just agree that climate change is a problem?" And <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Just goes no, no. And the guy was like, "What?" Because he tried to <laughs> word this question so eloquently. I think we even played it on the show before, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So He's- go back and listen to that. It's just hilarious because he spends two minutes asking this as eloquently as he possibly could put it about how the world is coming to an end. Could climate and- change? Could our uh, unification? under fighting climate change, help us create our global map of meaning, is yeah, what he said. that's what he said. And Jordan Pearson goes, no. No. <laughs> and everybody <It> laughs. <laughs> because it's, it's bogus science. Yeah. It's not science. This isn't science. It's, it's opinion. It's, it's dishonest. Yeah. 
It's completely dishonest, and I'm sick of all the lies. All right, guys. That's why we have Bernie Lies and LizLies.com, and stay tuned. We're going to – all the lies.com are coming. All the lies.com. PeteLies.com is going to be coming right up. Don't worry. <laughs> Whoever the Democratic nominee yeah. is going to be. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you for listening to a one-hour and 40-minute episode of the Good Ooh, Morning Liberty Podcast. There we go. Yeah. That's a – I guess that's the perks of working from home. I don't know. I don't, just don't – you know, just, just don't tell anyone that's what we're doing today. It's okay. It's all right, guys. Thank you for listening. We go until we get tired of talking. Yeah, we hope you guys found this information useful. If we said anything that you have found opposing evidence on that you think we should read, we are completely willing to admit when we are wrong. We've never had to do it before, but if you can find it, <laughs> just kidding. It happens, yeah. I think. So just send it over to charlie at goodmorningliberty.us and tell him where he was wrong because he needs to hear that today. And we can talk about this in this whole conversation, full circle. Who's the conspiracy theorist here? Who, which, which side is portrayed as the conspiracy theorist? The people telling the truth. The people, <laughs> people are blatantly pointed out how completely wrong all this stuff was. Yet if you say that it's wrong, then you're a conspiracy theorist. That's insane. That just don't make no sense. Guys, go to patreon.com slash good morning liberty we've got a bunch of different selections on there if you guys want to actually get this message did you find this information useful do you think that people who follow bernie sanders or maybe idiots in the libertarian party that need to 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 get their get their minds right do you think that they need to hear anything that we said today well don't just think it take an action on it Go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. You have a $5 option, $10, dollars $15, $20, $30, $100 if you've got your own podcast or website and you want us to shout it out sometime during this podcast for 15, 30 seconds. That's a steal, by the way. Hey, let me tell you something. Yeah. The, as socialism increases, um, li- liberty melts. It melts. Yeah. Okay. So when the when when the temperature of socialism rises, yeah, liberty melts. It's, okay. It's science. It's Look science. It up. We've actually got proof so, of liberty melting, though. So, so that's the difference. What you can do by going to Patreon or you know going and clicking donate or whatever and supporting the show, you can adopt <laughs> a, a little piece of liberty. Yeah. Um, symbolically, <laughs> symbolically adopt a little piece of liberty. Uh, we don't have an $8 a month option, but we did do five and 10 and 25, I think and a hundred or whatever you can yeah. choose an option that fits your needs. And what this does is you help save Liberty. Yeah. Which is, is actually decreasing by the way. And it, if it helps you make your donation, we'll send you a picture of a libertarian that you're helping save. Yeah, and may, you do it. and okay. maybe, and maybe the Liberty mm-hmm. calendar. Yeah. I don't know. Cause those <laughs> actually exist by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Liberty Clause, by the way, one of our good friends, Tom Arnold, he's yeah. he's involved heavily in the Libertarian Party, used to be the Libertarian Party state chair for Tennessee. Uh, he looks like Santa Claus, by the way. He's got like the round nose, big beard, and he's a fun guy, really smart. And uh, he's actually pictured in the on December in the in the Liberty calendar, by the way. So yeah. we could actually if somebody requests it, send us a note. We'll uh, if you donate. Maybe we'll get you a Liberty calendar if that's what you want to hang on your wall. Yeah, I like it. I okay. like that idea. Go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Tell your friends to go to gmlpodcast.com. That will take them to a link for any of their podcast apps. If they're not using an iPhone, tell them that link and also that they're an idiot and they can get an iPhone or they can just go ahead and get this app and it'll give you links to all of your cool 
podcast apps, whatever they are. Okay, whatever it is. I don't know what it is. You listen to Spotify, don't you? Gosh dang it. No, I don't actually. I oh, you use it. Apple Podcasts? Yes. Okay. I well, do. never mind. We're friends. That's okay. cool. Okay, good. No, good. it's cool. If you guys listen on something else, uh, I'm I'm just joshing you. I'm yanking your chain right now. Yeah, if you okay. don't have, if we're on we're on Google Play or whatever, Google Podcasts or something yeah. like that too, if yeah. you're from the dark side, which yeah. is fine. It's fine <laughs> nowadays. Another way you can support this show is by sharing it with a friend. This is something free to do. You don't even have to sponsor a little bit of liberty. You don't have to adopt symbolically some liberty. You could share it with a friend and that's a free option. It's legitimately free and tell them about the show. And then another free option that we like to give you, including in the included in this package, is leave a rating and review. And what that does is everything's built off algorithms nowadays, guys, nowadays, y'all. So if you leave a rating and review, what that does is that increases the visibility when people search for liberty, which people are searching for every day. And so when they search liberty, our show will pop up. And what that does is help us, which helps you. Helping us helps you. I scratch, you know, remember that that great classic, Forrest Gump. <laughs> I thought you were going to say and, Jerry Maguire when he's yelling, help me help you. No. And, and Forrest and, and Bubba decide to sleep with their backs next to each other. And Bubba says that. That way we both keep our heads. That out way the we mud. don't have to sleep with our heads in the mud. Exactly. Yeah. So basically, if we if you lean your back against ours by supporting us and we support you, then both of our heads are out of the mud. And the mud is socialism, <laughs> by the way. It's socialism takeover. So if you guys do all of that, we'll be back again tomorrow. I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.